Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Welcome, everyone, to another edition here of Everyday Attraction on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. We are so excited to have you here for this hour as we trip fantastically into understanding the metaphysics and the everyday actions that we can take to become more aligned with Source, more aware of who we truly are. And as you know, on this show, we talk every week about self-awareness. And truly, it is when we become self-aware that we are are able to then self-correct. We're able to make new choices for ourselves. And that truly is the freedom that we seek. And I think many of us on the spiritual path are wanting that freedom to be more involved in the tangible daily creation of what we call our lives. And so today we have a special guest in the first part of our show that I'm excited to introduce to you. Many of you may remember her from a show that she did a while ago, and we're having her back to bring us up to date on what she is doing. Her name is Nancy Marie, and she is part of the website called I Create what I believe.com. Welcome, Nancy Marie, back to the show. Thank you. I am really glad to be back here again, Ray. Well, I know when we first had you on the show, you told us a bit about the work that you're doing in conjunction with uh, teachers and children, but really based on some of the most innovative work on consciousness that I know of, and that is the work of, of Bruce Lipton. Many of our listeners might be familiar with Bruce's work. Dr. Bruce Lipton wrote the breakthrough book, The Biology of Belief, and has gone on to do significant work in um, sort of the metaphysical spiritual realm. And what what attracted me first to Nancy Marie's work was her beautiful uh, ability to take that very intense, um, scientific knowing and pull it into an everyday application for children and teachers so that we truly can be more proactive in how we're creating our lives. Nancy, um, just for the folks who didn't hear the first show, give us a little capsule on, on what you're doing with Bruce's work and how you're making it your own. Well, Bruce, back in the late 80s, early 90s, when he was at Stanford, he was a fellow in pathology at Stanford Medical School. He proved in a lab that it's our beliefs and our perceptions that control our cellular biology, not our genes, and that when we change our beliefs, we can change our whole life. So I took this information. I had 
Uh, originally, I had taken Bruce's work. I put it into a small book. It's called Passage of Change, a fable based on the research of Bruce Lipton, where I took all of his science and reduced it down to 2,000 words, converted it to rhyme, and fully illustrated it because he wanted a book that parents and teachers could explain his uh, research to, um, to the youth of, of today. And in the process of doing that, I came up with this hypothesis, this idea of utilizing the creative process to help a person re-enter a theta brain state and change your the programs that you had acquired in the first six years of your life. And so... And, and the reason I did this, you know, I, I, I was a really good candidate for this, is that when I studied art, you know, I was taught to make take, uh, paintings and pictures and stuff for the walls of other people. And what I discovered, what fascinated me the most was, and I used art to dissolve the walls or the beliefs that were holding me back. And it worked. It, I made significant changes in my life. So when I approached Bruce about this idea, I said, okay, should I be hung up to dry or will this really work? And he said, this is brilliant. And he said, it's great. It's simple. It's self-initiated. It, it applies to all the solid science. It, it really works. So I started creating this whole program called I Create What I Believe, which uses things as simple as scribbling and drawing circles and lines to help a person go in, uh, interrupt old patterns, and rewrite them. I love that. That self-correcting, that self-awareness is so powerful. And doesn't it make sense that that is the artistic part of the brain that has that opening to the larger consciousness, the deeper consciousness, I should say, where we can uh, let go of the programs and momentums and belief systems that are no longer serving us. I think it's such a graceful, gorgeous gateway to that realization. But what I think is so interesting about your work is that you took that then working with everyone and then focused on children. Now, why did you take this work and, and focus on children? Um, where, where did that come about? How was that leading you? Well, originally I designed the program for middle school children. And the reason was that I had, uh, with raising my own children, I had been in and out of classrooms teaching art, pe- teaching illustration, different kinds of things to kids. And I really saw that children right around in middle school, which is where they're just, you know, it's pre-puberty, it's puberty, they're really crossing over this bridge into adulthood. And it was, it's a really pivotal time because a child um, at that time really decides, either consciously or unconsciously, of what they're going to take with them into adulthood and what they're going to leave behind. And so I felt like this was a real important thing. So I originally designed it for middle school kids. But when I started doing a lot of field studies, I came to see that this worked with children as young as three. This worked with um, people into their senior years. This worked with people with post-traumatic stress. It worked in all different ways because it was just based on how the mind works. So, you know, we all have a mind, so it's, you know, if, if you have a mind, you can, it can work for you. 
Well, I thought it was so interesting, too, that, you know, talking about three- and four-year-olds, I think what's so interesting about using this kind of program, this sort of creative program at that age, is that we know those kids are mostly in alignment. I mean, as we look at the teachings of Abraham and many of the metaphysical teachings we study uh, and talk about on this show, uh, kids are mostly in alignment, but I think there's this training away of their own self-awareness, their own self-correcting when they start to look outside for their guidance. And what I think is so fascinating about this program and how I'd like to get it into every kindergarten teacher's hands <laughs> that's on the planet is that it helps kids not, you know, lose that ability to hold on to their own intuitive knowing and to be internally guided. Uh, talk a little bit about what you've seen with even some of these younger kids with some of the creative programs that you've set up. Yes, well, um, last spring, not this past spring, but uh, spring of 2011, I um, started having an opportunity to work with preschool teachers. Um, it was just something that fell into my lap. And so I worked with and taught many preschool teachers in the last or uh, in the last year. And what I found was that the children got it. They get it. They get it really fast. They really understand. You don't explain the science to a three-year-old. You just explain that they want, they're looking for a pattern or a way to uh, scribble or a way to move their crayon that makes them feel good. And they can identify. They can identify if it's straight lines, if it's angles, if it's circles, if it's circles, what direction do they like to draw. And using, once again, Bruce's research, as he says that, you know, our emotions are the gauges for our body. So if something is pleasurable, makes you feel good, then it's helping the body become aligned. And you're right, you know, children, you know, when they're born are very intuitive, very in alignment um, with themselves and with source and with, with the whole universe and with their destiny. They really know what it is. And, but it's the society and adults that really don't understand what they're doing um, saying, you know, contradicting a child when a child says, well, that's not really true, you know, or you didn't say something that was true, or Aunt Louise, you know, that wasn't very nice, what she said. Um, and the adult says, but that's not true. You know, you're wrong. And so, you're not, yeah, not really validating their feeling, which is that point where they start to um, move away from their own internal emotional guidance. Exactly. Because, you know, quite frankly, the uh, repercussions are pretty high for a kid if they don't go along with what the big ones say. Well, the child is designed to entrain with their environment and with, you know, the the social group or the tribe that they have been born into. So if the tribe says that's that's uh, that's not blue, that's yellow, then the child, in order to survive, has to adjust their internal barometer, which then can pull them away from the awareness um, of themselves, the awareness of who they are, what they're here to do, you know, find their center, um, the ability to self-correct, all of this. And it's, it's a very, very subtle thing. But when a teacher or a parent teaches a child how to use this and the child 
sees the adult using the same tool, then a message is sent to the system that says, oh, we've changed the rules here. We want you to be true to yourself. We want you to come from your internal guidance, your internal truth, and we want you to question authority. We really want you to question whether or not um, these rules really are appropriate for you. Now, wow. Wow, that's amazing. If you're just joining us, I'm talking to Nancy Marie, and her website is iCreateWhatIBelieve.com. And it is an opportunity for you if you are a parent or a teacher or know a parent or a teacher to really learn about some incredible science that has been so beautifully translated by Nancy Marie into an applicable program. And she's actually created a kit, a kit that you can order that will help you understand um, how to help your child or to help someone in your life that might be um, struggling with, with having more connection to their internal guidance system and validating that internal guidance system. You know, Nancy, before the uh, the show, we were talking about, you know, why is this important? Why do we care to, you know, really lead people back to their internal guidance? And you had said it's it's to avoid stress because it is so stressful to go uh, against your own internal knowing and uh, many of the information coming through now from the medical community that many diseases and if not all of them uh, some issues with uh, obesity all this stuff is coming from what we're calling stress right um, how are you feeling that you're you know a part of that solution well if you have if the conscious mind is wanting to do something say you the conscious mind is saying I want to be um, an Olympic class runner and you have a belief system that you acquired in your early childhood that says you're a klutz you know or you're unathletic or we're not an athletic family or something of that nature, then those two parts of your system are always in battle, always in battle. You know, they are in, um, they're in conflict. And so what happens is, you know, the person, instead of being able to move forward with teamwork, instead of being able to move forward with the sense of unity and and uh, the support of the universe, they're always having to fight this subconscious mind. And the other part that the listeners need to realize is the conscious mind is brilliant, is wonderful. It can process 40 bits of external stimuli a second. The subconscious mind, which is where our programs are stored, can process 40 million bits of external stimuli a second. So you have a power difference here. And so the conscious mind is always having to, it's like a David and Goliath, always having to fight this huge overpowering force. At the same time, when you change the belief in the subconscious mind that says, hey, anything you set your mind to, you can do. Anything is possible. You want to be an Olympic class runner? You can do it. Then you have teamwork. There is not an internal conflict. There is not stress. And yes, most of the diseases or a high percentage of the diseases, I think Bruce said something like between 95 to 98% of them are all stress created. 
And, you know, what we talk a lot about on Everyday Attraction is that that subconscious, unconscious mind is really that which is connected to the non-physical. It is connected to the larger knowing. And what's interesting is how we can, you know, get these systems, these belief systems in that unconscious where we normalize the uncomfortableness <laughs> of certain beliefs that we know it's not part of our true self and yet we've normalized it to the point where we don't even pay attention to the emotions anymore and what I love about this process is that you have opened a doorway to go in and release any of those belief systems that no longer serve the broader knowing the broader self and just having those kinds of tools to self-correct to become self-aware about what is going on because it can be so intense tangible is really such a powerful, powerful thing. So I want to make sure that, again, you have Nancy Marie's website, and I highly encourage you to look at her kit. It comes in an actual like messenger bag with everything you need to help teach uh, a child in your life or to give it to uh, maybe a preschool or kindergarten teacher that you know. Uh, Nancy, I'd like to get these all in the Unity churches. We have to talk out li- uh, offline about that. <laughs> no, and it's unique to remember is is that you know it's an adult and an individual anybody can do it the reason i did this kit was i got with all my pilot studies the results were so high and yet every all the teachers and the therapists and the, even the parents were saying you know i, I want to do this but there i don't have the funds for the training so i went okay and i spent another two years taking it so I put the workshop in this kit and that and it's designed for all learning styles. How fantastic. Again, it's I create what I believe dot com. We only have a minute left, Nancy. I just so appreciate you coming back on the show and uh giving us an update on this amazing t- kit that you've created for us all to really tangibly understand this amazing breakthrough, uh scientific and spiritual information. And if you can, um is there an email address that people can email you with uh, with more information? Yeah. Um, first of all, if they just go to icreatewhatibelieve.com, there's a button that says contact. My uh, phone number and my email is there. I welcome your calls and your emails and your questions. Um, I'm very, very excited about this kit because I feel like it, it will enable anybody to bring about inner peace. You are amazing. I so honor and appreciate your willingness to help us translate this rather complex science into an easy, everyday way of helping yourself uh, to that alignment. So whether you are a four or five-year-old or you are a 50, 60, 70, 80-year-old, there is always um, more opportunity to become self-aware and self-empowered. Thank you, Nancy. We'll look forward to having you back uh, and hearing more about all the wonderful things you're up to. Have a great day. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support.
Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. Join Rev. Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Turn to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Everyone, welcome back from the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction with uh, Ray Zander here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. Thank you, Nancy Marie, for such a great uh, discussion about her work, I Create What I Believe. And I hope you'll check out her website and all her wonderful tools. So for the next segment, I have brought um, to the show my wonderful co-host and uh, metaphysical porch dweller, Janice Campbell. I'm Welcome an to the drinker. show. <laughs> <laughs> like, drinking our lemonade on the porch. <laughs> drinking our lemonade, I know. We have that, that little. T- yeah, hopefully, Jeff will put a little tinkle uh, glass <laughs> tinkling sound effect. I wish did that last lemonade time. right now. That sounds great. Shout, <laughs> shout out to our engineer Jeff, who we adore. Yes. Um, so you know, I've really been inspired by um, some Course in Miracle teachers. And we talked about this last week on the show. And I've just been, you know, there was a time in my life where the Course in Miracles, although I am a Jesus freak, um, it just felt like over my head and intangible. But now that I've gotten deeper into the Abraham work and now meeting Frank Butterfield of the Communion of Light, I feel like it's kind of circling back around now. Many of you who've studied the Course for years and years and have been listening to the show, you're like, duh. But um, for some 
some of us, it just takes a little longer. Um, and it's perfect timing. So I was actually inspired this week. The show uh, focus as I as we talked to Nancy Marie about her tools and everything she's doing for self awareness. Um, I was really inspired by Jennifer Hadley, Reverend Jennifer Hadley show this week on Unity FM. She does a Course in Miracles show, and. I just caught one of her shows, Janice, that was so interesting in this idea of um, being self-aware, specifically in relationships, and being self-aware when you're taking score. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was this really caught my attention because I admit, <laughs> right here, right now, um, that there are a couple of relationships, which I will not get into specifically, but there are a couple of relationships in my life that I take score. Now, the one, one of them probably is pretty obvious. I mean, I, a lot of times in our work, you know, we're taking score. How much time am I spending? How much am I getting paid? Mm-hmm. You know, um, all of that is pretty natural in the momentum. But what was interesting, self-awareness-wise, when you start taking score of your relationships, whether it be work or intimate relationships, your family relationships, what's interesting is that there's a lot of judging going on. And the energy of judging, as we've talked about on the show, is energy of resistance. Yes, and cement. Yeah. There's like, there's this idea of, um, you know, whether you're giving too much or or they're giving too much, mm-hmm. you know, and this whole idea that, um, oh, sorry, source calling. Uh, actually, <laughs> my brother. <laughs> it's okay. I quieted him down. <laughs> right. Now he's just vibrating. So, <laughs> he's still there, but just silently. Isn't that lovely? So this idea that you know, if you if you have in the habit of of keeping score in relationships, you might say you know you you're kind of giving more, so maybe you're feeling superior, or maybe you're you know you're feeling inferior because you're not giving as much as they do. But the whole idea that Reverend Hadley was talking about is that when we keep score, we're judging and we're in this sort of level of resistance and it comes down to being either superior or inferior. And that comes down to this worthiness idea. And I just thought it was so interesting how we can self-correct in the moment when we feel ourselves keeping score, Mm. you know, And it really can be a spiritual awakening process that um, there's some scarcity going on in there. But there's a good reason why we're keeping score. You know, I mean, according to our minds, right. If we're believing that somehow we're not enough, we're going to be keeping score to see if we could fix that. You know, so like you said, it's a great spiritual path because it points to where is that scarcity thought? Because whenever our giving and receiving flow is off, there's a scarcity thought. Exactly. Exactly. And there's this idea that who is your source? Yes. You know, which you talk a lot about in the Receive Your Life program is that oftentimes when we're keeping score within our relationships, we're saying, you are my source, job, husband. (laughs) Which is funny because then we get, no wonder we get, again, there's, there's a good reason why we're upset in a situation. If we think someone else is our source and and they're not measuring up or they're not producing, then our well is going to run dry. We don't like that. Exactly. And it comes down to this idea that we're again dealing with feeling um, worthiness having nothing to do with whether or not you're getting enough because you're always getting enough. Mm -hmm. Source is always delivering and everything therefore is in God. So it's all this storytelling, the things that we're we're being given enough, but can we receive it? 
That's, yeah. You know, again, that giving and receiving flow, when it's out of whack, it's, it's off. It is. And, and there's this opportunity, you know, when we, and I don't know about you, but keeping score feels bad. I don't like doing it. Right. It's almost like it's uncontrollable though, because then we have to get like the other day I was, we were at a restaurant, we went out to dinner and all of a sudden I'm like, I don't, this food isn't very good. You know, I just didn't feel like the food was very good. And then I'm thinking of how much it cost. And then I was doing this whole thing like, God, I don't charge that much for my services. And here I have to pay all this money for bad food. You know what I mean? I just went in this whole stream of thought about how this is out of whack here. You know, (laughs) something's off here. Right. And these, well, also too, it's something where there's belief systems in place because by the time you manifest something out of balance, there's been some metaphysical out of balance for a while. I always think of your um, friend you were talking about who said, you know, there's no good restaurants in Marin County. (laughs) (laughs) That must be something going on with me. (laughs) Right. So we have an opportunity in that place. It feels so true. It feels so true in the moment. And the more you gather evidence for it, there's that paradox that we talk about so much. The more you gather evidence for it, the more real it is, the more ways that you create that situation. So there's this opportunity in the moment when we find ourselves judging, keeping score, looking at them versus us, that we get to go a little bit general, which is our, our wonderful friends Abraham tell us that, you know, in the moment, you might not be able to solve this. You might be so far into the belief that all you, that even finding a better feeling thought is just way out of your realm, you know? So there's this opportunity in the moment to go general and to step back and say that, you know, and, and I've heard you say this too. And, I, and whenever you say it, I feel this great sense of relief. Like this is not my source. Yeah. 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 This person, this restaurant, this employee. <laughs> but you know, there is so much wisdom in our resistance. It, there, there's information in there. So, I mean, I get the whole general thing, but at the same time, it's like, like I was just thinking that it's funny how the lunch restaurants are great. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I really like the lunch restaurants in Marin, and I always have a lot of good. So I think what, what is, um, I'm feeling a little resentful about spending too much money. And then it gets mm. back to, I don't feel like I'm allowing myself to really receive the money. There's a balance there's, issue. There's something out of whack. Yeah, because I have no issue with the lunch. Lunches are great. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. But what, what's so interesting is that by the time we get to the manifestation, you know, there's an opportunity for us to notice that. And that's that self-awareness because then we can start doing some self-correcting. But oftentimes the correcting of that um, has to come when we're not in the circumstance, when we're not, like, when the contrast is circumstances. That's the yeah. free part. Yeah. It looks like it's true, but really it's like, what's really going on here? The absolute level underneath. Where's the reason? Where's the true resentment? Yeah. And and I think oftentimes it's a misunderstanding of who we really are yeah. and where our source, because everything is coming from God. And what Reverend Hadley said, which was so funny, she's like, you know, everything is coming from God. Mm-hmm. Everything is coming from even the guy tooting his horn at you in traffic. Mm-hmm. Even that is is an opportunity for expansion. It's an opportunity for recognition. It's opportunity for correct, whatever it is. We want to not compartmentalize that something is necessarily outside of um, the overall knowing, the overall expanding, but our resistance to it is we get into trouble because then we perpetuate it. We don't get the message. We don't get the aha. We don't get the the resistance is such a valuable tool because it's pointing exactly where we've gotten off track. Like, thank goodness we have the resistance. That's a beautiful thing. 
And that, you know, and translated, we're really talking about negative emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, is the first display of the pre-manifestational understanding is that negative emotion. And oftentimes when we can catch that in our lives and do some self-correcting, we'll, we can sort of get around some of the, the more obvious manifestations, but no big deal, you know, if we find ourselves in that situation. Um, one thing that the Course of Miracles says that I think is so interesting, it says nothing real can be threatened, nothing unreal exists. Nothing real can be threatened. I love that. You know, it's that that kind of um, self-correcting. But then we have to become intimate with what's real. Yeah. You know, because like nothing real can be threatened. If we really have the understanding that it's real, then we don't need to worry about it. Right. Right. And we can make adjustments um, with our own internal knowing. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of this too comes back to this this uh, idea of separation and this projection of separation, which I think is a constant um, thing in our lives because the manifest world looks separate, and your husband feels separate, my husband feels separate, my job feels separate, and so. Part of this, too, is sort of a dropping of the need to continue to harp on the separation mm-hmm. and look at it as a continuation of you. And that if there well, is I this... got to digest all this. But OK, husband, yeah. separate, continuation. <laughs> I mean, it's this idea that, okay, again, we really a continuation of me in what respect, you know, <laughs> I mean, I think that well, you mean because we're creating everything around us. Is that what you mean by yes. that? Is that everything's kind of a because it really lives in our consciousness. So he's basically showing up who he is. And the way he shows up in my consciousness is from my creation. The way he'll show up in someone else's consciousness will be from their create. I mean, their creation. Exactly. Right. So uh, they say in the course too, that the world is in the mind of yeah. its maker, you know, do not believe it is outside of yourself. Yeah. I love that. So I love that though, no. because we could really, um, that whole thing, like it's impossible. We don't, we can't change all the circumstances of the world, but we can always be conditioning our consciousness. We can be in can... and, and doing whatever we want to do in there, basically. Exactly. And, you know, when I was talking to Nancy Marie before the, in, in the first segment of the show, she, she works on this tool set with kids, um, helping them understand that they create what they believe. And it's this like really fun, um, toolkit. Most of them already know this information, but it, it kind of allows us to really focus on this. And, and I said to her, so, you know, what's the end game? You know, why do you do this? And she says, well, it's really an opportunity to create more peace, but it's, it's helping people become peaceful because you can't get a peaceful world unless you have peaceful individual consciousness that then expands into a projection of a peaceful experience. And I thought that was again, really interesting in, in, in sense of what you're saying is that if it's all within me, then I can shift it. But if I'm not aware, yes, I can't shift it. Yeah. Yeah. And Eckhart Tolle talks about that, that if you're not conscious of something, you can't do anything about it. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's, so it's not even fair to blame ourselves for things that we're not conscious of because we don't have access to it. And then also, I'd like to say that, you know, we can start celebrating the moments when we become conscious. And usually that's a painful moment. Usually it's a it's a contrasty moment. Sometimes it's an, a moment that's fraught with what we call negative emotion. But really, I think we can celebrate it because we found a place. We found an area where there is more expansion. And as you say, wisdom in the resistance. But that we can get excited and even anticipatory that, aha, I found yes. some. Well, I love that. That's like when, you know, doing the receive your life with the push pulls. When people start off, they usually like to have a lot 
lot of the pulls, which is when you're inspired and energized and pushes is where we have the resistance. But everything we want is on the other side of our pushes. We already know about our pulls. Oh, I love this. I like this. Like that's that information we already know. It's good confirmation. But the pushes is really where it shows us exactly where we get stopped. Where the juice And what is. we want on the other side of the push. So it's like. So having anger, frustration, conflict, any of that stuff is just so juicy. It really is. And, you know, circling back to this idea of keeping score, I think what's so interesting is that if you're keeping score in a relationship, you're still with the false belief that they are your source yeah. and you're not really allowing the true abundance that can flow through you. So it's this idea of sort of dropping the consciousness as it comes up in an argument, in a situation, in, in contrast. Cause I think what's so cool is, and I know it's like crazy, but when the contrast comes, like maybe for instance, you know, you got a paycheck and it was less than what you expected. And then you kind of get into this whole thing. I can't believe how much time I spend with them. And mm-hmm. this is what they give. You're kind of, you set up, this whole momentum and this whole reality around how you have to work hard and and you never get get what you want and bam you're right yeah there's something there to show it <laughs> what's what was the other half of that nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal what was the other part of that nothing exists yeah well i think that's exists. great because nothing unreal exists because when we're measuring we're kind of measuring for all the tidbits in the unreal you know it's like oh measuring for things that are like an illusion like we're keeping track of stuff that doesn't really matter. It doesn't really yes. count for anything. Yes. It's and it's funny thing. And and it's such a moment of freedom to say, I'm gonna stop keeping score because you're just a trickle of what's possible on on what can come to me. You're not even a trickle. But see, we actually. can't even do that till we have the understanding that they really are a trickle. Yeah. You know, it's such because it's like, oh, I should not be keeping score, but we're going to keep score unless it can be replaced with something that feels more real for us. Unless we know the yeah, truth. then we're then we're willing to let that scorekeeping go. Yeah, yeah. It looks like well, I have to keep score because if I don't keep score, they're going to take advantage of me, and I'm not going to get what I want, and I have to make sure I'm in there fighting and clawing to get what I want. But when we realize we got the whole thing off, that they're not our source, they don't control our good. Then it's like, wow, why would I want to keep score then? Why would I want to keep score? Why do I want to keep feeding this reality? And why do I want to keep having, you know, we need to talk discussions. (laughs) This feels out of balance. Well, you're out of balance. Yeah, I like that though. Like this feels out of balance. If we ever feel ourselves saying that, we need to turn within. It's exactly, we're out of balance. I like what you say too. Like I forget at the beginning you were saying like how we um, self-correct. If we're telling other people this is out of bounds, verbalizing that, then we need to look and see where are we out of bounds. And it's self-awareness, self-correction, not self-improvement. And I I want to get more into that in the next segment. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. We will be back after the break. Stay tuned. More delicious information on the power of self-awareness. Stay tuned.
yourself to more. A little more summer, a little more sun, a little less work and a lot more fun. A little more beach, a little more sand, a little less stress and a lot more tan. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do and a lot more be. been listening to everyday attraction where the law of attraction gets real to learn more become a fan of our facebook page search for everyday attraction or email us at everydayattraction@unity.fm your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed back from the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio. And we're having a really good time today talking about this consciousness of of self-awareness and and self-correction and sort of waking ourselves up in the moment of contrast, whether it be negative emotion, um, thoughts that are driving you crazy. You can really stop and, and sort of adjust and realize from the truth, knowing the truth, that all truly is well and that everything in your life is serving you. Everything, even the stuff you don't like, is serving <laughs> you in a moment of opportunity. But But one of the things that I heard this week, that I really want to kind of talk about it a little bit. And, and if we have time, we'll get into an Abraham, um, uh, an Abraham, uh, a workshop segment, this idea that, that self-improvement is hilarious. Like self-improvement is not even possible because you already are yeah. the perfect conscious. You can't improve on it. It can improve on it. And I really love this idea because I think about all the information and all the money and all the books and all this, mm-hmm. all of the workshops that are working around this sort of self-improvement. And this idea that's, that even under the consciousness of self-improvement yeah. is this idea that you are not enough. Yeah. Which Talk about a misunderstanding. Oh, yeah. I just think about ah. it. You're doing something and then you have to improve that where in reality, it's like you got to release the crap. You, know you just I mean? got to be aware. You got to be least yeah. what you're dragging around that's not you. Because usually yeah. the things that we think we have to self-improve is our false self. And we could never <laughs> fix that. Because <laughs> as, as, as Abraham will say, you know? there, yeah, there is no bottom to that yeah. pit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Abraham is saying quite a bit um, in the workshops, uh, people kind of sit down, they, they say, I want to get I want to get some clarity, which is code word for I want to get to the bottom of something, which what they're saying is there is no bottom to the false self. Yes, there is no bottom. You you can you you can spend 25 years in therapy and you'll never get to the bottom of how awful you are right. yes. <laughs> on that track. It's, it's insatiable. It's impossible. Yeah. And it feeds on itself. But that's like the some... whole misperception is that's the whole is but it's tied to that self-improvement. It really is a setup. It's it's so unfair because it's a it's a gross misunderstanding. It is. And it's a multi-billion dollar industry yeah. in in the world of our consciousness that we have created. But you know, it's you like you I... can see it so much in, in classrooms with kids too. 
okay, you have to work hard or you have to try harder. You're not getting it. You're not, you know, it's almost like there's something wrong with you instead of meeting the kids right where they are and right. kind of just working with what, you know, it's, it's, it is so unfair. Because you get well, that. I can hear, I mean, I see that like in the classroom. She's, you get the message that you're not as good as, as Sally. You need to do something different because you're not like Bobby. Instead of, you know, Sally, Bobby, whatever, everybody's a unique expression of spirit. It's not going to look the same. Exactly. And we can talk about expansion, but that's different than improvement. Right. Yes. Expansion is a release of a releasing of the goodness that's within the self-improvement is assuming that something broken is broken and has to get fixed, which is very different. Boy, talk about waking up from self-improvement. Yeah. Waking, and, and even if you've got issues, I mean, you've got issues, quote unquote, whatever it is. Yeah, but you know, they aren't even issues. I mean, but they're learning right. my work. They're not issues. They're that we have a misunderstanding of the truth of who we are, who and what we are. If that's, if there's any issues, it's a, it, the issue is that we don't get the beauty, value, and truth that we are. We don't have a clear picture of who we are. So, yeah, if you want to call that an issue, that's an issue. (laughs) But that's the only issue we have is a misunderstanding of our true value and worth. And their expansion points, their pivot points, their opportunity points. I mean, you can really take out all the sort of intensity that we put into the consciousness of improvement and put it to this point of, ah, I love to expand. But you know what? I don't want to expand all today. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to expand in perfect journey like uh, opportunities. I don't want to, you know, like Abraham often says, I don't want to eat everything that I'm ever going to eat today. That that really sticks with me because every time I think Uh, that something should be happening faster than it should, it's like, I don't like that feeling of overeating. It doesn't feel good, you know, (laughs) and you don't enjoy it. So also stomachache and it's, it's, you know, it's fine to let things unfold in their perfect, you know, there's no scarcity. There's no short, you know, what is that thing you always say? What's yours comes to you or, you know, what, what is mine knows me, um, claims me and is rushing towards me. Yeah, you can't miss it because I can see even if we let go of the idea of self-improvement, we let go of that. That's just, this is hysterical. It's really, it's ridiculous. Self-improvement, ridiculous. You're already a perfect emanation, emanation of God and you are expanding in this moment. We, I could see some of us getting on the, I got to expand faster. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not looking how fast they're expanding. Look at how enlightened they are. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm so we want, I think really the importance is, is really to get back to we're each on our own personal, unique journey. And it's going to look very different. It doesn't matter what other people are doing or where they're at in their process. It's personal. We could feel the expand. We could, we could feel if we're expanding or contracting in the moment. And one thing that I've learned from my, my beautiful teacher, Frank Butterfield in the communion of light is stop trying to fix it because if you're trying to fix something, you're going to miss the expansion point because you're not, you're not in the same vibration. And that expansion rolls in this energy of grace. It, it rolls out without exhaustion. It's not like you're exhausted to expand. It comes with perfect energy points. It comes in, in a kind of a calm, wonderful, deep yes. It's not a hurry up. It's not a got to get to. All of that is kind of in the improvement camp. You know what I mean? Scarcity. If I don't do it now, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So you really get to take like that big exhale. Like there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing to fix. 
there's expansion points and um i'm going to be replaying probably next week because i haven't got a copy of it this outrageous exchange that i had with the communion of light yesterday i mean it brought me to my knees two tears i was focused uh, on a condition that i so wait, this you, you actually called into the expansion of life yes I, I called into the village oh, yeah. I but i like when village. you do that yeah, communionoflight.com. Highly, highly recommend y'all doing that. And I hear you on the call, so I know you're doing it. So um, www.communionoflight.com. So I got on the village call and there were like 14 people that were set up to ask questions. So I thought, I'm never going to, you know, it's only an hour long. And and of, it's, of course, all the questions, and there was here I was. And um, I had brought up this point of this condition that I have a diagnosis. I had an MRI and blah, 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 blah. blah. And there was this condition. and um, And what Frank slash communion of light said to me in the most beautiful way. And I will get into it when we can replay it. Cause it's so deep. Stop trying to resist it. Stop trying to fix it. And then they said something to me that really brought me to tears be- because I had so much resistance around. I need to expand on this. I need to get the expansion point. Um, they said, we want you to repeat the following. I have what I want and I want what I have. I have what I want and I want what I have. But I was like, but, but, but I don't have what I, they're like, no, 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 just relax. (laughs) Take a breath. I have what I want and I want what I have. And there was, and there was a moment where it clicked in and all the need to fix and find the right people and find the right, just fell away. All the needing to be in alignment, needing to be in the vortex. I mean, even that we take to this crazy level (laughs) of having to do something. So there was this moment that I dropped into that was so real and felt so authentic. And I understood the energy of running. I have what I want and I want what I have. But are, are you saying that, are you saying that like, that's a good affirmation to say, to line up your energy or are you saying it because deep down we all really have what we want and we really want what we have. Like it wouldn't be here if it wasn't true. Both. That's it. But what that does, if you can move into the vibration of that statement, is you release the resistance of what is, and you allow the expansion points to have the easy momentum that they're, they were set up by universal mm-hmm. consciousness. Because otherwise we're saying all day long there's something wrong here. Something if wrong If we're here. not living from this statement, then we're living from there's something wrong here. Right. And even a condition even a condition that shows up on an MRI has grace infused in it. Mm -hmm. There's something here. Now I didn't have to create this, but I did. Mm -hmm. I did. And the reason I know I created it is because it's here. You know what I mean? There's no way around that. So, so trying to make it wrong or me wrong is keeping score. Mm -hmm. Once again, keeping score, which comes back to, worthiness, which comes back to where's my source. But what I loved about that statement, I have what I want and I want that I have what I have is that I unplugged from this need to let anything be different than what it is. Yes. Yeah. You okay? (laughs) What makes you think that? (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and really kind of drop into, I'm not going to do anything I'm just going to self-correct the misassumption that there is something happening that is not within a perfect unfolding. It reminds you know? me of the thing about getting on the same side as ourselves. 
instead yeah. of having that inner conflict, it's like just being on the same side as ourselves. Like, you know, we, I think we talked about this before in the Bible where, you know, it talks about you can't have a house divided because it will collapse without that foundation. You can't have a divided house, but yet we live a lot of times with our house, our inner body house within us divided. Yes. And it, it can't yes. be that way. So this statement is, I have what I want and I want what I have. You're like lining up the energy. Yes. Yeah, but you have to mean it. Yes. See, yeah. that's the thing, too. And, you know, I had said to the community of light, yeah, but, you know, much like Abraham says, I'm just putting a happy face sticker right. on an empty gas tank. Right. They said, no, 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 no. You have to really own that. Yeah, but so then what's the process? What was your process for owning it? Did you did it come too quickly or is this something you were with for a while? Well, it wasn't. A, I think the tears mm-hmm. were an indication that there was release, you felt, relief. You felt the truth in it. Yeah, I felt the truth and I felt that that level of resistance dropping. Mm-hmm. And I felt that I was capable of truly feeling that. Mm-hmm. You know, that I wasn't just in this high pitchy, oh, what would I have and I have what I want. You know, sometimes we do these affirmations <laughs> that are on times, our head. times. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know, do this Hail Mary. And, you know, I, I, you really have to embrace that truth. And there is so much truth in that because I, it wouldn't be here if I didn't want it. I'm almost thinking, at least for me, what I, what I, I think the way I'm going to work on it is I'm going to do the first part first. I have what I want. And yeah, and let that sink. sink in. I have what I want. It, cause, and oh, so I yeah. know the truth in that. I mean, I can feel it. Like, you know? Yes. And then I get yes. into the second half. You know, I want what I have. And then, and there's things that you know that are working for you that you can truly practice that at vibration by looking at them or thinking about them and say, I have what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, um, maybe your your child or children, maybe a circumstance that's really working and flowing, maybe a relationship where you can say, I really have what I want. I have. And I think that's great uh, advice, Janice, because it really helps us practice that release of, of embracing. I have created something that I want, mm-hmm. you know, and then you can start to venture out on the second part of that, which is then looking at whatever circumstances that are happening and seeing them from source energy, seeing from the broader knowing, which is what Abraham is always telling us to do, is that you have two perspectives. You can choose the broader or you can choose the narrow. One makes you suffer. One makes you feel joy. Oh, I never you heard know? that. I never heard that. Well, they sometimes they talk like about the two two headed monster. Yeah, but the larger, there's more peace in the larger, which I guess ties to the general part. It the does going general expands your perspective. It does initially, and then once you have the momentum of source, once you're seeing through that perspective, then the specific pulls you. Yeah. You know, then you can get into the specifics, and it feels really good. And there's no end to the deliciousness of that specific. That it almost feels like going out to kind of untangle, and then when you've straightened yeah. out your lines, then you can go in and be specific. <laughs> That's a beautiful analogy. I think that really is the truth that you pull back up and get um, move into the sky a little bit more, and then try to come back in and land yeah. again. You know, from a different perspective. So a couple more, and with we've... more clarity. With, you know, oh, like being so, able, I could see better now, and and stability, mm-hmm. 
you know, you know, I'm thinking of, of, of a flight, an airplane as it, as it comes in and starts to shake and then they take off and try it again, you know, because we want to catch the vibration of our knowing. And so that this, this landing is smooth. Well, actually our time is up. So we're going <laughs> to wrap it up. Perfect timing as always. Thank okay. you, Janice. We still appreciate Thank your perspective. You. We'll see you next okay. time. Sounds great. That's our show for today. Thank you again to Nancy Marie and her website again is I create what I believe.com and always many thanks to Janice. We'll see you next time on everyday attraction. Thank you for joining us on everyday attraction where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon central time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. good life and are grateful for it. But what if you stretched beyond good and shifted to amazing? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of the First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an amazing life. Transcend the need for acceptance of others and be an example of living the truth. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an amazing life right now? Learn how each week on From Good to Amazing, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.